0: What did you expect tonight? I hope that you get at least what you expect when you come to church. But I got to say, a lot of people have low expectations when they come to church. You know how I know that? By the number of people that stayed away. You know why they didn't come? Didn't expect much. Oh, I'm preaching right right now. I'm just just telling you, if they really expect that God was going to do something in their life, they wouldn't miss church. Oh, it don't matter, you know, it doesn't matter if I go, it's Wednesday night, you know, it might rain. (laughs) They didn't expect much, did they? I'm just telling you, if they expected something life-changing, they would have been here. You know what? It has so much to do with what we expect. We need to realize how important this is. We live in a world that teaches us to keep our expectations low. You know, so you won't be disappointed, right? They say things like, well, don't get your hopes up. I mean, you get your hopes up, you're just going to be let down. So, you know, just keep your expectations low. In fact, if you came tonight with really low expectations, you know what? That just gives me a low bar, praise the Lord. But here's, here's the problem with that. The truth is, is that most of the time, we don't get better than we expect And even when we do, a lot of the time we don't realize it. We need to get our expectation level up. Now, you know, the Bible doesn't talk a whole lot about that particular word, expect or expectation, but it does talk a lot about hope. And I want you to hear this. A biblical hope is an anticipation or an expectation of desires fulfilled. Biblical hope is not just a wish. Like, I wish it wouldn't rain. I hope it doesn't rain. See, most people, they just use it interchangeably. I mean, I I hope the cowboys will have a good year. False hopes. I wish the cowboys would have a good year. See, that's the same thing, interchangeable. But when you read the word hope in the Bible, it is not talking about I wish. It is talking about an expectation it's talking about a sure thing. So when we read Hebrews 11, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I can assure you, faith is not the substance of things wished for. It's the, thing, the, the substance of things that are hoped for, that anticipation, that expectation. That's what faith is is the substance of. And I want you to hear this now. Faith is the substance. Substance is real. Faith is real. It is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence. See, it's evidence. Things you can't see, it's the evidence. You know what they call that evidence in a courtroom? Proof. It's the proof of what you can't see. That's how real faith is. But It's the substance of things hoped for. It's when it becomes real to you and you believe and you have that by faith. But where does this begin? It begins with the things hoped for. We need to have biblical expectations. What are you hoping for? The promises, the blessings, the things that the word of God tells me, that's what I'm hoping for. You see, we gotta base our hopes on the word of God and have biblical expectations and expect the word of God to be filled. See, expect, expect the word of God to be fulfilled in our life. We talk about expectations and I'm gonna say this more than once because it's really important. I am not just talking about Positive thinking. Oh, it includes that, I guess, in a way. But it's so much more than that because we're not just talking about like the world tries to be positive sometimes. We're talking about having expectations because of what we see in the Word of God. and We need to have biblical expectations. You know, the great thing about really low expectations is you, you're rarely disappointed I mean, if things turn out as bad as you thought, you got the satisfaction of saying, hey, I was right. Yeah. Isn't that great? Good for you. How sad. Right. I mean, I'm I just going to tell you, there's a whole lot of Christians that are so negative, and I'm not just talking about positive and negative, but I want you to understand, they're so negative, they're not really expecting to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. They're talking about how it's just get worse and worse and worse. It's so bad, we're so miserable, we're just gonna get miserabler. (laughs) Y'all don't mind if I make up words, do you? You know, you have low expectations, then when it turns out better, hey, great. But here's the problem again. The problem with low expectations is that so often low expectations skew your view on life in such a negative way that you fail to see. The goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. It's amazing how two people can basically be in the same kind of a situation, and yet one of them has the joy of the Lord, and the other one is miserable. And I'm talking about two believers. It all has to do with their view and their focus, their expectations. You know, it's not only that, but when we have negative expectations... It limits our faith and keeps us from pursuing the vision, the plans, and the promises that God has for us. You see, low expectations, how does that impact your faith? Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. I got high expectations, and my faith becomes the substance of that. You got low expectations, not going to have much faith. It's going to really limit your faith. And faith is what pleases God. So you don't want anything limiting your faith. I'm just telling you, you need to get your expector up. You need to expect great things. We serve an almighty great God who can do absolutely anything, but most people aren't really expecting him to do much. That's little faith. And see, this low expectation that people have all the time has so much to do with the lack of real faith in seeing God move and work in our lives and in this world. Sometimes I know that we don't know what to expect in life. And people just kind of take it as it comes. But... We just need to realize that we as believers, we should always be expecting to see God move and work, to see God do miracles, to see God fulfill his word in our lives. When you pray, you better expect God to answer your prayers. Amen. I I understand sometimes people just, well, we're going to pray just... You know, and here's what they say, hope for the best. That that's not what they mean. What they mean is wish for the best. It's not hope. They're not really expecting. I want to tell you, if you're really expecting God to answer your prayer, you got something to be happy about. You got something to be excited about, to be joyful about, because you really believe God's answering your prayer. You see, this has everything to do with the level of our faith and what we are able to believe for because faith is the substance of things hoped for. But I think sometimes people pray almost out of some kind of, you know, it's this religious ritual. And, you know, like, well, let me just tell you, okay, with the Lord, you don't get points for praying, you don't earn points just because you prayed. It doesn't work that way. What matters is, is that we pray in faith and we believe. It's not, you know, it's not just, you know, God, I put in my time. I prayed, you know, and I did this. No, that's not how it works. The Pharisees prayed. We got to pray in faith and believe God. We need to be expecting God to answer our prayers all the time. If we don't expect him to answer our prayer, I'm telling you, our faith has been crippled. It's one of the ways that a lot of times Christians act just like the world is that they're expecting the worst. In fact, sometimes I think because of all that's going on in the world, it seems like Christians can almost be more negative than people who don't know God and that's just weird because there's nothing that our God cannot do we sing this stuff on Sunday we need to be expecting God to do great things well you know they're laying off at work I'll probably be one of the ones it's flu season again guess I'll get the flu been treated bad all my life. I guess it's just going to continue to go from bad to worse. You see, most of the time, low expectations are focused on the past, past disappointments. I mean, I got a reason to have low expectation because I've been disappointed so many times. And it's real. We've all been disappointed about things. We've all had some expectations that were not fulfilled. Anybody here tonight? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Don't poke your husband right now. It's not what this is about. But we've all had some of those kinds of disappointments. But here's the problem with that. We can't look at the past. We got to be looking forward to the future. See, expectation is all about the future. And when you start looking at the past, you get these negative attitude. this negative attitude about the future. And really, it has to do with fear because you, you're afraid that if you get... A high expectation, you're going to be disappointed because look at the past. And it cripples your faith. It keeps you from believing God. And you know what? Almost all of the promises of God have to be appropriated by faith. So important that we get our expectations up. Based on the Word of God. I'm saying it again. We're not talking about just being positive. We're not talking about being optimistic. We're talking about expectations that are based on the Word of God. And we're looking forward from here. Not looking at the past. See, As long as you're looking at the past, that's not faith. Faith is looking forward at what God is going to do. It is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Paul talks about this in 2 Corinthians 4, 17 and 18. He says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, and I got to stop here because if you know anything about the apostle Paul and the things that he did and the things that he went through, it's pretty wild that he calls it light affliction. And he says, it's just for a moment. Our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And here's the point I want to make too, is that Paul was able to look towards the future. He was looking to eternal things. He wasn't focused on the things that he had been through and all of the hardships and all of the problems. And I want to tell you, you, if you live in the past of all the things that have happened to you, all the negative, and I'm not belittling those things. Again, if you read the stories about the apostle Paul, he went through all kinds of things. But if we allow that to keep us from having expectation of the good things that God wants to do in our future, it robs us of our joy right now. But I think a lot of the time the bigger issue is it keeps us from believing and seeing what God wanted to do. You got to change your focus And it'll change your expectations. You make the word of the Lord your focus instead of your past and the things that have happened. But you know, whatever happens in life, there's always a bright side. I know that might be hard to hear, but listen. When Thomas Edison was 67 years old, a fire burned down his famous laboratory And not only did he lose several million dollars in equipment, he also lost all of his records, his life's work. The next morning, he walks out among the charred embers, and he said, this is a great value in disaster. All our mistakes are burned up. Thank God we can start anew. He turned what should have been a terrible thing into a stepping stone for the future, that He was literally saying, we're not looking at the past of what we've done in the past. We're moving forward from here. And you know what? See, we all need to look at the bright side. There's always some kind of a bright side somewhere if we just look. In fact, you're going to see that in a few minutes from the word. But we got to expect the word of God to come to pass in our life. Let's just consider an example of expecting that we all are familiar with. It's a commonly used word around here because there's been a lot of ladies in the last year or two that have been expecting, right? What are they expecting? A baby? What are you expecting? I'm telling you, you're expecting You give birth to things in your life by what you you are expecting. Not what you wish for, but what you're expecting. I know a lot of us have had expectations that weren't met. Especially maybe when your expectations are dependent upon other people. Because people... We'll let you down. We talked about that Sunday. You, you know, you got to have your trust in the Lord. And Sometimes circumstances take a negative turn. Sometimes we even disappoint ourselves, amen. But we need to realize that we still have to keep our expectations up no matter what's happened, no matter who or how we've been disappointed. We still keep our expectations up. It's so important that we do that. realize that our expectations you see if we have our expectations based on the word of God our expectations are not just something we say well you know what I'd like this and I'd like that it doesn't work that way our expectations need to be based on the word of God because the word of God is an incorruptible seed it is a sure thing You know, we talked about the parable of the sower and how that seed of the word of God, when it gets down in your heart and it's kept there and you cherish it, it will eventually bring forth a harvest in your life. You see, that's the power of the seed of the word of God. Listen to this from... First Peter 1 Peter 1:23. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. You see, that seed of the word of God, it can make you born again. It's an incorruptible seed. It's good seed. It will accomplish what it's sent to do. In fact, we're going to read that in Isaiah 55, 11. It says, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I have sent it. And you see, when you get a hold of the truth, the promise of God's word, and you base your expectation on that, Oh, how it will bring faith. It will just stir you to believe God and to see the things that God wants to do. But he makes this promise. He says, "'It will accomplish what I please.'" So if you've been disappointed again and again and again, and especially maybe there's a particular area of your life you've just been disappointed again and again, I encourage you to go to the Word of God and you get a seed of the Word of God and you begin to base your expectation on that seed of the Word of God. It'll grow faith in your heart. I'm going to tell you, I'm expecting things to get better. How about you? I know the world just keeps saying, no, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. Listen, that's for the world. And if you want to say that the world's going to get worse and worse, okay, if you got a word for that, okay. I ain't got a problem with that. I don't know what verse that is, but maybe. But here's what I also know, that for me, it's going to get better. And Christians need to stop being gloomy and down and negative and complaining because the Lord don't like it. It's a sin. I'm not going to preach on complaining tonight, but I'm just telling you, he doesn't like it. He wants us to be grateful and thankful and believing and expecting great things. With God, all things are possible. Oh, I don't know what we're going to do. How about we get our expectation up and we believe God that in the midst of a dark world, in the midst of troubled times, that our God will show himself strong, that in the midst of dark things in this world, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ will shine brighter than ever. But here's what the Word says. Proverbs 4.18, the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines even ever brighter unto the perfect day. I like it in the new American standard. It's the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn. Just watching the sun come up. It shines brighter and brighter until the full day. That's our path. The righteous. Are you righteous? Well, you are by faith. Because of the blood of Jesus, not because of what we've done, but because of the blood of Jesus, we're righteous. And guess what? Our path gets brighter and brighter. Are you expecting that? Are you expecting your path to get brighter? Oh, you see, church, we we need to have our faith up, but how's that going to happen if we're not expecting that it's going to get better? Our path and... Things getting better for us is not dependent upon this world. I'm not depending on this world. I'm depending on God. I'm standing on his word. I'm not going by the circumstances, by the problems of this world. I'm going by what he says and what he does in my life. And he says that it's going to get better. So I'm believing God for better every day. That doesn't mean you're never going to have any cloudy days. This is a life of faith. But no matter how it looks, we ought to be expecting, expecting it to get better. You see, and I would tell you, great expectations, it brings faith and it brings joy. Amen. See, when you lose your, you lose those good, those great expectations, what does it leave you? We're just hanging on till Jesus comes. Happy times. I'm being sarcastic, y'all. No, we can't be like that. We, we need to be believing God each and every day, expecting to see the goodness of the Lord. You know, I'm expecting to see the goodness of the Lord. Every day I'm expecting to see the goodness of the Lord. Nothing good ever happens to me. Your expector's broke. Because I'm telling you, the Lord is good. You, you need to be looking to Him. David said at Psalm 23, 6, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Did you know that David had a lot of bad days? But he wasn't looking at that. He wasn't talking about I mean, there were some times when he said, My soul was disquieted within me. There were some hard days for him. Some days when he got down, but he said, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. See, that's what he's expecting in his future. So don't be looking at your past and the hard times and the heartaches. You look forward to the future, That goodness and mercy. He says, surely, see, that's that's an expectation. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Is goodness following you? Is trouble following you? I feel like that sometimes, but I want to tell you that is not my expectation and that is not what I'm believing God for. But sometimes I think we, we got trouble following us because we're expecting it. Psalm 27, 13, another great verse about the goodness of the Lord. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I would have lost heart. It's so important what you're expecting. He said, Except I believed I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. See, some people that just get so far down because they don't think that good things are going to happen. We need to be expecting it every day, it's everywhere. We serve a good God. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the the man who trusts in Him. He's good all the time. Why are we not expecting more goodness in our world? I want to tell you part of the reason we're not seeing it or experiencing it sometimes, cause we're not looking for it. We're not expecting it. We're not believing it. David said. We're a lost heart, lest I believe, to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I want to tell you, it is all around you, everywhere. Psalm 33 and 5 says, The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Wow. Terrible things happening all around the world. I want to tell you, the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. And if you got the right expectation, it sure does help you find it. It sure does help you see it. And it sure does help things turn out. Good. I'm expecting things to turn out good. How about you? Romans 8 28. We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. I'm expecting God to work things together for good. What's going on right now with you? What's troubling you? God can work it out. You need to be expecting that God is going to work it out somehow. He's going to work it all together for good. Familiar verse gets talked about a lot today. Jeremiah 29 and 11 in the NIV. It's, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Notice again, it's about the future. In the King James Version, he said it this way, I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. See, as a child of God, we need to realize that he wants what's best for us, that he has good plans for us, and we need to be expecting that in our life, expecting good things in the plan of God. I'm expecting better than I deserve. Now, it's easy for me because... I have a lot of experience at getting better than I deserve. There's so much pride in this world that has infected so many Christians that they think they're not getting as good as they deserve. And it makes them miserable and ungrateful. They think they deserve better. I want to tell you, we need to humble ourselves before the Lord and realize that we don't deserve anything from Him. The Bible says that He does not treat us as our sins deserve. If He treated us what we deserve, none of us would draw another breath. It is but for the mercy of God that we live another day. He treats us better than we deserve. How did David say it? He said, Goodness and mercy. Mercy's following me. He's treating me better than I deserve. It's his mercy in my life each and every day. And you know what? This is wonderful news because we all mess up. And sometimes the enemy of your soul, he'll try to use that against you to beat you down and and to convince you not to expect anything good because you don't deserve it. What's that got to do with it? My God is merciful. He doesn't give me what I deserve. I'm expecting better than I deserve because he is a merciful heavenly father. He's so good to me. And I'm expecting mercy, new every morning. I'm expecting him to answer my prayers. I mentioned this earlier, but I want to read this verse to you from Psalm 5.3. My voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord, and in the morning I will direct it to you, and I will look up. And the NIV says it this way: In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning I lay my request before you and I wait in expectation. <laughs> I'm expecting, I'm expecting you to answer my prayer. You know, Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty four 24, that whatever things you desire when you pray and believe you receive, you shall have them. See, we need to be expecting. If we can't expect that God's answering our prayer, how are we going to believe we receive? Right. I believe I receive. That is expectation fulfilled. I believe I receive. I'm expecting a harvest. Now, here's the thing about harvest. We all got a harvest coming in, one kind or another. The Bible says, whether we sow to the flesh or we sow to the spirit, we're going to reap a harvest. It says, God is not mocked. We will reap a harvest. But here's what I know, that if we're believing God, if we're trusting God, we're expecting a good harvest, it will help us to not get weary and to stand through the difficult times. Galatians 6:9 in the NIV says it this way: Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Now, some people they don't expect much because they didn't plant much, they didn't sow much. And by the way, Jesus said, "Those that sow sparingly reap sparingly." Some people. They don't really want a harvest because they've been planting the wrong things. We need to be expecting a great harvest of souls. Jesus said, the fields are white unto harvest. He said, they're ripe. They're ready. And a lot of times people get negative and they start saying, oh, no, it's just hard to reach anybody. Listen, that's a horrible expectation, we need to be expecting that people are ready to hear about the Lord. Be expecting that people were, are ready to be invited to church. Be expecting that there are people that, whose paths you cross who have a need in their life, and get, it's going to be an opportunity for you to minister to them and pray for them. Be expecting those things. Don't have a negative mindset that nobody wants what you got. If nobody wants what you got, is it worth having Okay. Y'all don't get quiet on me. I'm about to wrap this up, but y'all got to help me. You got to say amen every once in a while. Act like you believe what I'm talking about. I'm expecting some people to say amen. I'm just saying, all right. Jesus, he wants us to be expecting a harvest. We plant and we water, and He gives the increase. First Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight. My beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. See, we're expecting a harvest to come. I'm expecting many changed lives. Lots of people's lives just being turned around that the Lord is just going to interrupt their life and do amazing work in their life. I'm expecting this church to grow and to flourish. You know why? Well, let me tell you. There's been a lot of ups and downs. It hadn't grown as fast as what I wish, wish, hadn't grown as fast maybe even as what I've expected, but let me tell you something. My expectation is not based on the past and what I've seen. My expectation is based on the word of God. Jesus said, I will build my church and that includes this church. This is his church. And so I'm expecting that each and every No matter what the past says, I'm still expecting what the word of God, the incorruptible seed of the word of God says to me. That gives me an expectation. And my faith, Comes from that hope. It is the substance of things hope for. I'm expecting victory. First Corinthians 15, 57. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 2, 14. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. You got battles and struggles and problems. Are you expecting victory? You need to be. As the Bible makes it clear that we're supposed to be. More than conquerors. We're supposed to overcome by faith. So let's be expecting victory always. I want to close with the passage from Philippians chapter 1, 18 through 21. And this is what the Apostle Paul says. He says, what then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. And in this I rejoice, yes, and will rejoice. I mean, he says some people are, not preaching the gospel from a sincere heart. He says, but Christ is being preached. He says, I rejoice. I'm going to rejoice. He goes on, he says, for I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ according to my earnest expectation. He's expecting it. And hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with all boldness as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body whether by life or by death for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. You know what he's saying? He said one way or the other, I win. That's right. One way or the other, God is gonna be glorified in me whether by life or by death. And I just wanna tell you tonight that you as a child of God, you need to have great expectations because you serve such a great God. And he is so good. He's so merciful. Don't let the past and disappointments keep you from having great expectations of what God wants to do in your life. It'll cripple your faith. But you begin to base your expectations on the word and you get your expectation up. And I want to tell you, your faith is going to rise to a new level and you're going to see some things happen that you haven't seen before. So stand with me. We're going to pray.